Vox Quick Hits. I'm Eliza Barkley, Vox's science, health, and climate editor. This April, our podcasts are teaming up to cover some of the most important issues threatening life on Earth. From sustainability to biodiversity to straight-up cool things about the natural world, we'll focus on our planet and its limits in episodes throughout the month. Tune in to Today Explained, Box Conversations, The Weeds, Unexplainable, Worldly, Future Perfect, and Vox Quick Hits. Want to listen to all the shows? Find them at vox.com slash earthmonth. Smoking grass might not be so green after all, or at least growing it. The cannabis industry isn't as good for the environment as you may think, or even neutral. Illegal growers sometimes use dangerous chemicals to keep bugs away, which can be bad for animals and seep into the water supply. Legal growers can do damage too, especially when growing marijuana indoors. It takes a lot of energy to grow weed inside. America's legal marijuana production industry consumes enough electricity to power nearly 100,000 homes every year. As more and more states legalize weed, the time to have a conversation about marijuana's environmental impact is now. Darna Noor, a staff writer at Earther, is here to discuss. You wrote an article about how indoor weed farms contribute to rising global temperatures. Can you explain what's going on here? Yeah, so in the study that I wrote about, uh, the authors found that the cumulative greenhouse gas emissions created by just one of these indoor weed farms was up to like 11,000 pounds of carbon equivalent for every two pounds of dried flour that you produced. So we calculated that down to an eighth of weed and found that it basically comes with like a 41-pound carbon footprint. And for reference, that's the same as if you drove your car for five miles or used more than two full gallons of gas. So not like, not something that, you know, you wouldn't do, but something to maybe think twice about. I mean, would you drive your car for five miles without thinking about it, um, you know, every week or two days or whatever it is? That if you wouldn't, then maybe, maybe time to think about your weed consumption. Mm-hmm. So not like the end of the world, but n- probably something that most people don't even think about. Exactly. And I think, you know, part of the issue is that many more people now are so much more climate aware that we are thinking more about the ways that we're, you know, using our cars or things like this. But we're not really thinking about the emissions that are associated with things that seem so natural and planet friendly like uh, cannabis. How do scientists measure the carbon impact of weed farms? Like, how do they even figure out how to model it? For this specific study, these scientists basically designed a climate model that they designed to kind of mimic like an actual weed warehouse. Um, And that's, you know, complete with things like HVAC and grow lights and all of those kinds of things. You know, the, the heat and cooling technology that are needed to create the optimal conditions for growing weed. And obviously, you know, those things look different in different parts of the country. If it's warmer outside, you may not need as much indoor heating. So they looked at temperature data and weather data from around the world to see, you know, how much it would take, how much energy it would take to grow weed in each of these places. And then they actually looked at, like, the grid to see how many emissions would be associated with the amount of energy that was used in various places. 
why might a farmer even want or I guess need to grow marijuana inside? Like, why not just grow it outside? Part of the reason that people like using these indoor weed farms is that they offer so much control, right? There's grow lights that you can turn on and off as needed. Um, there's really like a high ability to control the spread of pesticides and fungicides and things like that. You can apply water through drip irrigation. And, you know, basically it's it's like a, a lab instead of um, an outdoor farm that's vulnerable to all of the elements. Like, is the sun going to be out that day? Is it going to rain too much and flood your plants? Is wildlife going to come in and eat up your weed? Like, are you going to have a bunch of squirrels who are getting high off of your um, off of your product? So obviously, you know, none of that is really as much of a factor when you're talking about an indoor warehouse. The visual of squirrels getting high off of <laughs> weed is something that I will think about for a while. Totally. <laughs> so this is, I mean, it's kind of more convenient to use an indoor farm, but it's also less environmentally friendly, perhaps. For sure. There are lots of different you know, ways that these farms contribute to greenhouse gas emissions. And then there's also the what are called upstream emissions. So that's things like transporting water, um, transporting fertilizers and fungicides and things like that to grow houses. Another big thing is that these grow houses actually will often constantly spray weed with carbon dioxide, um, which helps them grow a lot faster and a lot more evenly. Um, but, you know, that carbon dioxide is going somewhere uh, and that somewhere is into our atmosphere. The other thing, though, is that, frankly, like indoor weed farms are easier to conceal. Um, there's some states where it's still illegal to grow weed. There's all kinds of permits you need to um, obtain to grow weed, even in places where it is legal. So if you're trying to stay under the radar, you know, keeping your weed in a concealed warehouse um, can be a lot easier to get away with. So more and more states are legalizing recreational marijuana right now, including Virginia, New York. So as it becomes more popular, it does seem obviously like the industry will expand even further. Is there a plan to do it in a way that is more environmentally conscious or or should there be? From a policy standpoint, the ways to reduce emissions from weed production kind of underexplored. But the authors of this study looked into what it would take specifically in Colorado to reduce the emissions from weed. And they found that if the state of Colorado completely converted to outdoor production rather than having some indoor production, that could potentially result in a reduction of 1.3% of the state's annual greenhouse gas emissions. And that's like 2.3 million tons of carbon equivalent every year that they could get rid of just simply by saying you know, you can grow weed all you want. You just have to do it outside. And again, like since a lot of uh, growers prefer weed farms that are indoors because they're concealable, so, you know, easier to hide from authorities. I think that's also kind of an argument for more legalization and uh, frankly, for making weed growing more accessible, you know, especially for folks who may have been in the industry for a long time, but either for price reasons or sort of other uh, prohibiting factors, they don't end up getting into the market from the from the legal side of it. I think that there's lots of things that we can do to encourage people to sort of move into the more regulated weed industry, and that can make it a lot easier to, you know, say, limit the amount of emissions that are produced by growing weed and things like that. So obviously, it seems like a good idea is to grow marijuana outside. But how do we make indoor farms better as well? You know, I think one really important thing is that a lot of the emissions that are coming from indoor farms are actually based on the grid. You know, that's things like 
grow lights or like the actual, you know, mechanics of spraying CO2 onto plants. It's another argument to decarbonize the grid, frankly. I mean, it's a lot less uh, bad for the planet if you're running a bunch of grow lights, but they're all solar powered or something like that. So that's one huge, huge way to sort of reduce the impact of these uh, indoor farms. Another thing is, um, you know, one big part of these indoor weed farms that people really like is the ability to control heating and cooling. And right now, a lot of those technologies run on really, really polluting greenhouse gases, um, but they don't have to. There's certainly ways to reduce the greenhouse gas output of our heating and cooling technology. And there's low carbon ways to do it too. I mean, there's, I think, lots of room for research and development of, say, using like natural ventilation systems in indoor warehouses to, you know, maintain the right airflow and get the temperatures right and everything like that. Um, that might not completely eliminate the need for heating and cooling tech, but it could certainly lower it. And that's a great thing. So what can marijuana consumers do to be more environmentally friendly with their habits? Lobby Congress members, purchase consciously. Like if, if I'm going to buy weed, how do I do it in a better way? It's a great question. And I think that it's kind of hard to answer because there's often not a lot of transparency around where weed actually comes from. I mean, even when you buy weed legally at like the store or something, sometimes it doesn't say, you know, exactly how that weed was produced or where it was produced. So that's one thing I think that consumers can lobby for is just more transparency around production um, and more regulation around you know, the sort of climate impacts of production. And frankly, some of the other things too. It would be great to, along the way, also ensure that, for instance, labor conditions in weed production are better and things like this. The other thing is, again, uh, this is also an argument, I think, for allowing people to grow weed above the radar. Um, If folks are retreating to indoor weed warehouses, to growing weed in indoor warehouses to avoid being seen uh, growing weed outside by authorities, then I think that's an argument to make it okay to grow weed outside. Um, You know, tons of people are growing weed anyway, and that production I don't think is going to stop. And I think that this is a pretty clear, um, you know, reason that we should allow people to be out in the open about it. And that would also allow more regulation. So it feels like a lot of the story with marijuana is that people are doing this anyway, and why not just deal with it? responsibly from the government level. But here we are. Yeah, I think that there's obviously lots of reasons that weed decriminalization and legalization is a good is a good idea from the standpoint of, you know, not having more people in prisons, um, having fairer labor conditions, things like this. The climate aspect is just another reason that I think, you know, we should start thinking more about what it would look like to have a more standardized and regularized uh, cannabis industry. Well, thanks so much for being here and talking about this. This was a fun one that I've never really thought about before. Thank you so much. Yeah, glad I could help. Happy 420. Darna Noor is a staff writer at Earther, and you can find her on Twitter at Darna Noor. I'm Emily Stewart, and this is Tell Me More. Our producer is Sophie Lalonde. Vox is going all in on Earth Week this year. Find more climate-themed podcasts in the Vox Quick Hits feed wherever you get your podcasts.